You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Let's take our Bibles tonight and let's turn to the book of Philippians, please. Philippians chapter 4. I want to thank you so much for coming. I can't do my own amen. And so if you find something that's halfway good, amen. And, and, and humor me, if nothing else, but let's stay lively tonight. I think when a voice is not strong, we think we all have to, you know, I find this, I'll talk to someone, I'll say, I'm so glad you're here. And they say, we're glad we're here too. <laughs> Don't do that tonight. Uh, let me see if I can get an amen. 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 So you, th th there you go. I don't think you've stood for a while. Let's stand, shall we? And let's have a word of prayer together. Our Father, I feel so privileged to be in the ministry and be the pastor of this great, great church. I thank you for the schools that opened today. We're grateful for the Christian school now in our 45th year. We're thankful for the college in our 25th year. And I pray that you do great things. Lord, the harvest is so plenteous, but the labors are so few. We truly believe we're right before the trump of God. We believe it's coming nigh, and maybe even tonight. But God, I pray that we do our best to get another generation of young people prepared. I think a church is all over. I have that file in my office, Lord of churches that are begging for assistant pastors and churches begging for pastors and churches begging for school teachers and music directors and pianists. I think of how many churches had no pianists tonight and they're begging for us to send them somebody. Who will go for us? God help us tonight, all of us, as we look at this thought this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. As you're seated tonight, my favorite New Testament book is Philippians. My favorite Old Testament book is Nehemiah. I love the text, the 104 verses in the book of Philippians. There's 104 verses. And 104 times, Paul, who's in a cave, in a jail, 104 times he says, Jesus, Christ, Lord, God, our Father. That's why none of these things moved him. His focus wasn't on the things of this life. His focus was on Jesus Christ. For to me to live is Christ. And as I look at even the things I've heard, and review back over the last week or so, and you've heard them too, and I have probably said some of these things. We talk about the weather, and if we're not careful, we complain about it. We talk about COVID, we talk about politics, we talk about the bungle in Afghanistan, the sorrow that happened there and is happening. We talk about pestilence and disease and vaccines and gasoline prices and, and uh, water shortages. And I have too. But you know, I found out that those things basically 
are discouraging, disgusting, defeating, distracting, and they get our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ. And tonight I wanna come to you and guard, ask you to guard your thoughts and your words these next four months. Today is September 1st. When January 1st comes four months from now, we will have gone through uh, the finishing of summer now and, and the opening of the autumn season. And we'll go through Thanksgiving and we'll go through Christmas and New Year's. And I want you to know that we're gonna have to guard our thoughts and our minds and our words. And the only way I find I can do that is when the road is rough and steep, fix your eyes upon Jesus. He alone has power to keep, fix your eyes upon him. I try and I haven't for five weeks and it hurts me. I try to sing to him every day. I try to get topics if I have a whole rendition of songs on Jesus. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same as his lovely name. Standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. He's the only one who cares and understands Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I sing all about his name. That's the number one title in the index of our song book. If you go to the letter J, you'll find the songs that begin with Jesus. There's more songs about him than any other first title, any uh, uh, title of any word. And so to Tonight, I'm gonna to ask you this, these next four months, let's keep our mind on him. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of him all the day long. I'm not suggesting I'm the best Christian in the, in the room. I wish I was. But one thing that's helped me is since the election, November 1st, I shut my TV off. I've not seen one television report. I've shut my radio off. Now I play some Christian music or I play KMBBC in the car, but I've not listened to one news report. Now I hear enough and I do have an app on my phone that brings up the headlines and I look at those headlines, try to every day, it shows me what's going on. And I think I know what's going on, but it just defeats me. I, I, can't, I can't live defeated. I have too many people that I love that are dependent upon being fed, encouragement for the things of God. And tonight I wanna to bring one word to you, one name to you, and that's Jesus. I want us to consider tonight Jesus as you turn to Philippians chapter four. As you turn there, I want you to know that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. I want to do my best for four months solid to keep my mind on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Would you read Philippians 4, 8, and the latter part of verse 8 says, think on these things. Let's read it together from the man that's writing from a prison cell. Chapter 4, verse number 8. Ready, begin. Finally, brethren, what's here tonight, will you circle maybe in your mind or on that page, this, these next four months, just to re-read that verse. Think on true things. 
Think about lovely things, pure things. Think about honest things. I must control my mind because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Matthew 1, 2, 3, 4, and Matthew 12, 34. Would you always remember what goes in here is always going to come out here. A couple's having an argument with one another. And he says, or she says later, I don't know why I said that. Oh, I do, because you already thought it. That's the Bible. Our brain is two to three pounds. It's shaped, it looks like a walnut. It's three divisions, the brain. And one division is the heart. That's the real you. And that division has to be very carefully guarded. For thou will keep him in perfect peace. whose mind is stayed on thee. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And so tonight, there's one word, and it's really based on John 3.30. He must increase, and I must decrease. Jesus, tonight, I want to talk to you about him. And I hope you can carry these little words with you this week. I hope you'll memorize them in your thoughts tonight. Go back to Philippians chapter 1, as we use tonight a little bit of the book of Philippians and a few other places. I'm going to make much of Jesus in the next four months. And so consequently, one, I want to live for Jesus. Say it together. I'll give you some L's tonight. Live for Jesus. Don't live for yourself. Don't live for things. Don't live for possessions. But live for Jesus. Hebrews chapter, uh, 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 Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 21. Let's read it together, shall we? Ready? Begin. For to Jesus live. Christ. Christ. You know, one, I, I think, Jill, you went to camp. Well, I went to Whispering Pines Camp. I still have my little camp book from 1961. I pulled it out this week and I was looking through it. You know, the song that we learned at Whispering Pines, not very far from here, that would have been, uh, oh my goodness, that's 60 years ago. You are old. But uh, <laughs> what we learned is, I wish I could sing tonight, I'll live for Jesus. Day after day, I'll live for Jesus. Let come what may, the Holy Spirit, I will obey. And I'll live for Jesus. Day after day, college young boy, you're going to be placed in a position at work or somewhere where you can live for yourself and ruin your life. Destroy the life of your family. I'll live for Jesus day after day. Girls, don't, don't have us have to call your mother and say we're going to have to send her home. I'll live for Jesus day after day. I was preaching in a large city several years ago, and a girl came and saw me, and I couldn't recognize her. She said, here's who I am, and my children, I, I'm not married. And she said, I remember coming to Golden State, Brother Trevor. And I remember I went to a mall and stole some things they caught me. I was arrested and removed from college. I'm not married, but I'm raising my kids for God. We don't want that testimony for you. You high school teenagers, don't, don't destroy, as old Dr. Bob Jones would say, don't destroy the future on the altar of the immediate. I'm talking to myself. I'm not, I'm not arrived yet. Uh, take heed to thyself, he says. Place no confidence in the flesh. You can't conquer the flesh in your own strength. 
You're gonna have to live for someone who's more important than you. I'll live for Jesus day after day. I'll live for Jesus like come what may. The Holy Spirit, you know, in 1915, uh, this song was written, it's in our hymn book, Living for Jesus, a life that is true. Striving to please him in all that I do. Oh man, beg you, in these four months, young and old, whoever you are in this room or watching tonight, I beg you, live for Christ. Live for Christ. Paul said, I'm in a jail. My head's gonna be severed. But for to me to live is Christ. And if I die, it's gain. Live for the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll never regret it. I want you not only to live for Christ, encourage you to live for Christ. I want you to look for Jesus. Live for Jesus. Say the first one together with me, will you please? Live for Jesus. Say it together. Live and then look for Jesus. Keep your hand there. We're going to come to this text here in Philippians in a moment. But I must remind you, God's word says in Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Spurgeon got saved that night in London. As a young man, he was searching for God. He knew there was something missing and the big ice storm came and he saw at the end of an alley, uh, an old little church, a little, little chapel. And he walked down there that night, the ice storm, everything was shut down, churches were not open. And that night he walked down there and the preacher could not make it in because of the ice. But oh, what you'd look like a pitchfork farmer with his pitchfork and bib overalls and stuff. They said, the preacher's not coming. But I'm gonna preach tonight. Isaiah 45, 22. Look unto me, all you ends of the earth and be saved. I don't remember, I wanna say, maybe you could correct me afterwards. There's only 15, 20 people there. And he said, I want this congregation that's here tonight to look unto Jesus, as the prophet Isaiah said, look unto Jesus and be saved. Young man, and he pointed him out. Young man, you're troubling your soul. I'll tell you, while you're out on this icy night, you're looking for Jesus, young man. And come, come unto Jesus tonight. Would you come to Christ tonight? And Charles Spurgeon got saved and became a great preacher and shook that continent for Christ and London for Christ. What a great man of God, died at age 59, but he gave his life to God on just simply look unto Jesus. Could you take inventory, can I? Where are you looking these days? What has your eyes? What has your mind? What has your attention? I want to encourage us to live for Jesus. I want to encourage us to Look for Jesus. Look in your Bibles in Philippians in chapter number, chapter two, please. Philippians chapter two. Let's go to chapter three, I'm sorry. Let's look at verse number 20. For our conversation is in heaven. You were getting ready to fill the word in. From whence we also look for the Savior. Lift up your heads. Pilgrims are weary. He is coming again. 
this very same Jesus rejected of men. That song on page 232 in our book, look and live, my brother live, look to Jesus now and live. The best life you'll ever have, young people in this room tonight. An unsaved man, if you get saved tonight, dear lady, the best life you'll ever have is not looking to drugs and not looking to drink and not looking to Hollywood and not looking to the fast crowd, but looking unto Jesus. For only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Live for him. Live for him. Look for him. Look to the Lamb of God. Look to the Lamb of God. For he alone has power to save you. Look to the Lamb of God. As the leaves on the trees will soon begin to change color. And they'll turn orange and red and yellow, and then fall to the ground. As autumn comes, look for Jesus. Look for him every day. Seek to find him. Seek to draw nigh to him. I can remember our teenagers and our college students, I say tonight, I, I remember going to Bible college. I left from right over here in a little city and I flew to Wisconsin. I went to Bible college 52 years ago. You know, when I got there, it was a Wednesday and I got off the plane and we were on the bus. To, we got off the plane and got on a bus and waiting downtown, a little old downtown. They came and finally got us and we went to the dorms. I went to my dorm, everybody had left for Wednesday night church. And a fellow saw me, he says, what are you doing? I said, well, I just got in from California. I just got in, I just got in. And I'm not, I don't have a way to get to church. I don't, I, I, I'm not going, I'm not showered, I'm not ready. I've been traveling all day. He was a dorm supervisor. He looked at me and said, you're from California, aren't you? <laughs> he said, I'm gonna have trouble with you all year. I know I'm going to you California guys. Good, welcome to Bible College. Brother Smith, I went to college chapel. I went to church that night, Calvary Baptist. My home church was Calvary Baptist. I later learned to love that church and love that pastor. That Wednesday night, I hated it. I sat there so homesick. That church wasn't the same as ours. And I got back to the dorm and I thought I was gonna have this nice private room with a spa. There was about 50-some men in that one big room. Green locker, army bar barrack lockers were, were dividing us. And I'd never known what humidity was. And that night, all the windows were open, no shades on them, all the windows open. I couldn't get comfortable. And I kept hearing these things called, I'd never seen them before, mosquitoes. <laughs> oh, I was frustrated. And I'm not saying I cried and cried. But I got thinking of my mother and dad. I began to weep. I missed my parents. Little did I know I'd get home at Christmas. That'd be the last time ever to get home. I went through that first year. And the second year it was wintertime because there was snow on the ground. I'd go to music theory class and at seven 
I'd get done before 8 o'clock, I believe it was, and I'd go back to the room. Nobody's in there. Every day I tried to read my Bible. The night before, a college young man snuck out and he left college, packed up and left. And I'd been thinking about that all morning. I don't want to stay here. I would not have made a good Marine, but I wanted to go be a Marine. I wanted to go to Vietnam. There was just something in me that, and that morning I, I said, I'll go ahead and go to that class and I'll go and take my hour time with the Lord. And I said, Lord, I'm quitting. I'm not going on with this thing. And in my Bible reading that day, I was in Jeremiah 12, at verse 5. It says, If thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with the horses? I thought, man, if I can't make it in Bible college, how am I going to make it in Vietnam? You know, that one decision was the pivotal one for me. All of us, these next four months, may just make the pivotal decision that changes your life for good or for bad. Make good decisions. Decisions based on living for Jesus and looking for Jesus. I, I must hasten, let me get to number three. I want you to see this. What's the first one? What are we gonna do with Jesus? Live for Jesus and then look for Jesus. And then I wanna encourage you to long for Jesus. Look what he says in Philippians 3.10. Let's read 3.10 together, shall we? Ready, begin. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. So suggesting we live for him, we look for him, we long for him. I recall when I grew up over here in high school, we'd sing this little song written in 1941. I have a longing in my heart for Jesus. I have a longing in my heart to see his face. I am weary, oh so weary. As I travel here below, I have a longing in my heart for him. I hope that God plants in the hearts of you young men and your mothers and dads are longing to pray for your kids. Your parents were your kids. We, we took pictures with the TK4 this morning in uh, kindergarten. I hope you have a longing oh, to pray for them and thank God for them for that day that God will put his touch on their life. We have 14 grandkids and I take them each by name and every single one has a different need that I'm praying about personally. I'm not saying they're wicked or bad or evil. I'm not suggesting, it's just some things I'm praying, Lord, help this one and help this one in this area and give them wisdom and open their eyes. That's wonderful when you see God begin to work. Don't you long for God to do something? Don't you long for, I had the sweetest visit last night with this sweet couple from Center, Texas. And their, their, their home church, I think it's 6,500 people in that town, right, Center? Center, Texas. And their, their, their home church was where Brother Bob Hughes was out of that church. I never saw Bob Hughes. But about 45, 40, uh, 48 years ago, he was dying of cancer. He came home from the Philippines. I've heard his message as we played his message, pleading with that raspy, broken voice of his as his pastor with cancer. Please, will you go? Please, will you go? 
come to the Philippines, take my spot. That day, Brother Rick Martins turned to his wife, Becky, said, we're going. And I don't mean this rude. I would never be rude to a God, man of God. Brother Rick's about 138 pounds at the most right now. 45 years ago, he went over to the Philippines. And Brother Rick began to serve. He's had, he's had typhoid so many, he's had so many, so many things, and he's a hard worker. And they live in a, I, I was over in his house over in the Philippines. I said, Brother Martin, let us, let us, let me send some builders over here. We, we will tear this down. Let me build you a house. The water runs to his house three days a week. The open sewage is right out their window. There's a little air conditioning in one room only. They put a, a galvanized barrel in the bathtub to catch the water of the day. It doesn't run in case it might just run. Their church is there and everybody on their college, they all walk by his house all day long. Brother Rick and Becky, they start that church. We build them a building that seats thousands. I think they run about 10,000 on Sunday. He started a Bible college, and from that Bible college, you have 16 Bible colleges. I'm talking about in, in the Philippines, they all public school, they all wear uniforms. College, they wear uniforms, and it's just such a beautiful sight. And I've heard the choirs from all those quiet colleges sing. They started over a thousand churches with their graduates in the Philippines, and they've sent missionaries around the globe. Why? Because a 138-pound man said, I've got a longing to give my life to God. Teenage boy in ninth grade, eighth grade, seventh grade, twelfth, give God your life. I envy you so much. I'm way over here on this end of the spectrum of life. You're over here starting this. Is, you're going to love the ministry. I don't ever have to set an alarm. I don't always get up at four, but I wake up every morning of my life at four o'clock. And much through the night, I'm awake. And I get up shortly thereafter. I long to go to the Bible. I long to pray. I long to meet God. I long to serve God. I long to preach the word of God. Let God do that. Please, every person here, live for Jesus. Look for Jesus. Long for Jesus. Listen to Jesus. I like what Samuel says, was told, speak for thy servant heareth. He that hath an ear, let him, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Speak, my Lord. And of course, speak, my Lord, speak, and I'll be quick to answer thee. God, your freshman year may put on your heart what you're supposed to do. It might be later in the journey, but don't miss it. Couples, let God do something early in your marriage. Learn to say I'm sorry early. Learn to say I was wrong early and mean it. Learn to pray with your children early. Learn to have family Bible time. Learn to do the things of God together. 
Learn to go to church together. I suggest tonight we, we listen to him. I love when I hear you sing or heard the choir a few weeks ago. He still speaks. I know his voice. He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet. The birds hush their singing. I'm asking you tonight to live for him, to look for him, to long for him, to listen to him, to labor for him. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain. I have so much I'd like to say about all these, but I won't. I'd say number six, use your lips for Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is he. Maybe you're driving, young person, an adult, you're driving to work by yourself. Turn the radio off and just, just say, God, I'm going to just tell you what I think about you. You're a wonderful Savior, my Jesus, my Lord. You're, you're almighty. You're the bread of life. You're going to feed me today. You're the, you're the Christ, the Son of God. You're the door. You're going to open doors for me, and you're the door of my life. You're everlasting. You're Alpha. You're Omega. You're the beginning. You're the end. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. You always are there. I call. Sometimes I can't just seem like I can get a hold of you. But it's not your fault. It's mine. Because your word says, if I draw a night to you, you'll draw a night to me. And so apparently the problem's with me. And we, we boss God around. Get over here, God. I need you. Come on here. Help me out. God doesn't do that. He says, you take the first step, son. You draw nigh, and then I'll draw nigh. I'd say, let's use our lips for Jesus. And then tonight, let's, let's learn of Jesus. Come unto me, all ye that labor heavy late night. I will show you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. It's rather lengthy tonight. All else. I hope maybe when you get to your room tonight or your house tonight or you're staying in a hotel, you'll write down, I'm going to live for Jesus day after day. I'm going to look for Jesus and maybe today. I'm going to long for Jesus. I'm going to listen to Jesus. I'm going to labor for Jesus. I'm going to use my lips for Jesus. I'm going to learn of Jesus. Well, autumn is coming. And with autumn, things begin to change around here. Missions conference is coming next month in October 17th on a Sunday begins. Let's look at things like this as a new beginning. We just had a, new, a birthday. To me, it's a new beginning. I said, Lord, let me in this next decade, if you let me live, pass gospel tracts every day. Let me just get them out. I was seeing a doctor today, early this morning. He's been my friend. He's a surgeon. As I was talking to him, he told me about some physical situation in his life. He might be watching right now. I said, Doc, last Wednesday, with you had that heart problem, had the stent put in. How about it? Would he have died and gone to heaven or hell? Or don't you know? Where are you going? 
We've gone over it before, even years ago. He plays the piano for Children's Church. He teaches ninth and 10th grade boys. It's not a Baptist. He attempted to give me a good salvation testimony, but I, I still wonder, and I told him I still want to be praying for him. We went over this track here. I want to do my best, and those nurse was behind me. I didn't know she was there, but I kind of suspected someone was there. Probably for 10 minutes, she just sat there and listened. Christ is the answer. He's the answer for the church. He's the answer for the home. He's the answer for Sacramento and Washington, D.C. He's the answer for the Taliban. That would be you and me if we had been born there. That would have been us. But God in his mercy allowed us to come be here. Would you live for Jesus? Let's make him preeminent. For almost 46 years, this has been our church theme. Our church is 46 years of age and about six months into our church. I said, that's the verse for our church. Colossians 1.18, that in all things, he might have the preeminence. Please pray for me. I want to love him better every D-A-Y. I need to. I need to love him more today than I did yesterday. You need to love them too. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.